This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The state of Montana reported 25 new cases of the coronavirus on Thursday, the most in a single day since late March, as the number of infections in the state continues to increase. There are four cases each in Bighorn County, Downton and Flathead Counties, and two cases in Richland County. No new deaths were reported, leaving the number of fatalities at 20. State officials have attributed the increase in confirmed cases over the past several weeks to moves to reopen the economy and increased testing for the virus. The trend will likely worsen as the reopening process progresses, officials said. The state has only had more infections on two other days. March 26th, where 35 cases were recorded, and March 28th, where 25 cases were recorded. The state is now testing everyone who comes in close contact with people who have the virus, whether they're symptomatic or not. Previously, only symptomatic close contacts were tested. Governor Steve Bullock says Montana businesses affected by the COVID-19 will be able to defer loans for up to a year, and counties and cities will continue to host snapshot testing sites in upcoming weeks. Details of the business release program will be announced next week. Bullock also addressed the recent uptick in cases within Montana's more rural areas and the state's testing goals. Despite Montana maintaining its relatively low number of recorded cases of COVID-19, Compared to the rest of the country, Bullock said that was no excuse for complacency. Quote, we need to be acting or living as if we might have the virus or the people around us might have the virus as well, Bullock said. He added, I think people should be aware the virus is still in our midst. Nearly a month into the state entering its second phase of reopening, Montana still has the lowest number of recorded cases in the country at 6.34 as of Wednesday, along with the lowest number of deaths and active cases per capita. On Tuesday, the District Columbia Court of Appeals overturned a federal district judge ruling that the Louisiana-based Solonex LLC should be allowed to drill for oil on the one lease site that still persists out of many that were issued in the Badger II medicine area in the early 1980s. Judge Patricia Mullet said the district judge's reasons for ruling in favor of Solonex weren't correct. The district court said the Department of the Interior violated the law in March of 2016 when it canceled Solonex's oil lease after such a long time, 30 years. But the appeals court disagreed and sent the case back to the district court for Further review. Polls show that the majority of Montanans have long opposed drilling in the Badger II medicine area. The Rocky Mountain Tribal Leaders Council, the National Congress of American Indians, Glacier County Commissioners, retired Glacier National Park Superintendents, retired U.S. Forest Service, and BLM leadership all opposed the drilling proposals for Bridger II medicine. Senator John Tester has supported the Blackfeet in their fight to protect their sacred places, 
and repeatedly called for cancellation of the Bridger II medicine leases. After hearing about the appeals court ruling, Tester reiterated his desire to permanently protect the region as he did with other parts of the Rocky Mountain Front. There are some places you just shouldn't drill, and the Badger II medicine is one of those places, Tester said in a statement. The Trump administration has asked the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn a Montana federal judge's decision and grant a key permit to allow the Keystone XL pipeline to move forward. U.S. Solicitor General Noel Francisco has filed a motion with the Supreme Court seeking to overrule an April decision by U.S. District Judge Brian Morris of Great Falls. Morris had ruled that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers had improperly granted a permit to TC Energy, that's Nationwide Permit 12, that allowed certain pipeline work to continue. In his ruling, Morris also put a hold on all of Nationwide 12 permits, arguing that the federal government had violated clean water and endangered species laws in granting it. His decision was appealed to the Ninth District Court of Appeals, which upheld Morris. The Trump administration argued in a 42-page memo that Morris's ruling was too broad and threatens future pipeline development, including projects designed with minimal environmental impact. Coal production in Montana has decreased by more than 3 million tons in the last year, that's a result attributed to more affordable alternatives such as renewable resources. That's according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. New data says the coal mines in Montana produced 32.8 million tons in the last fiscal year, compared to 36.1 million tons a year earlier. The production decline was also reflected in tax collections, or coal severance tax revenue was down about $11 million in the last fiscal year. The U.S. average retail price for regular gasoline rose to $2.10 a gallon on Monday. That's up 6.2 cents from a week ago, according to the weekly price survey by the U.S. Energy Information Administration. According to the website Gas Buddy Montana, the average price of gas in Montana is now $2.09. The price in Sydney was $1.84 on Tuesday and $2.39 in Missoula. Last month, the average price in Montana was $1.72. A year ago, it was $2.85. Again, today, it's $2.09. Diesel prices are also increasing. The U.S. average retail price for on-highway diesel fuel rose to $2.40 on Monday. That's up a penny from a week ago. They were highest, diesel prices were, at $2.92 a gallon in California, up 1.8 cents. Prices were lowest on the Gulf Coast at $2.17 a gallon. That's still up a tenth of a cent. A Montana family has settled a lawsuit claiming racial discrimination tainted an FBI investigation into the 2005 shooting death of a Native American by a white man on the Crow Indian Reservation. Attorney Patricia Bangert says that under the settlement, the family of Stephen Bearcrane and their supporters will meet with high-ranking officials
from the U.S. Department of Justice and the FBI to voice their concerns about unequal treatment of Native Americans on reservations and to push for a third party to reinvestigate the killing. Quote, we have gone down a long path seeking justice for Steve in court. That's according to Bear Crane's father, Cletus Cole. Quote, we've accomplished a lot in bringing his death and the discrimination by the FBI to public attention. There was no monetary settlement, and neither side admits to any wrongdoing in the settlement, and both sides are responsible for their own court costs. Bangert said that FBI agents who investigated the February 2005 shooting death determined that Buddy Gene Holcomb, then 53 years old, shot Bear Crane, who was 23, between the eyes in self-defense. However, she argued that the FBI began the investigation under the self-defense theory and ignored any evidence to the contrary. Both men worked as ranch hands on a ranch east of Billings. The Yellowstone County Sheriff's Office said an alcohol-fueled dispute over the treatment of a horse preceded the shooting. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast, anchor.fm slash j-scott, or on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast now has 15 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountain Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.